Go. Welcome back to another episode of Compelled, a podcast where we attempt to bring out the bigger issues and injustices and what we as a society can do about it. You know who we are. So, I don't know how to say his name. Uh, Raymond, is it Teray or Terret? I'm going to go with Terret. Uh, he's an English radio disc jockey. So, we've been We're talking a lot about... a fucking English people lately, aren't we? A lot of Brit- Brits. We, we've been talking about Operation Tree. that's why. Oh, uh, yeah, um, there we go. Um, if you're not familiar with Operation U Tree, so we were, um, so yeah, we were talking about Operation U Tree. So f- to catch everybody up, uh, Operation U Tree is a police investigation into sexual abuse allegations, predominantly the abuse of children against the British media personality uh, Jimmy Savile and others. Uh, the investigation led to, I'm sorry, led by the Metropolitan uh, Metropolitan the Metropolitan. <laughs> Metropolitan Police Service started in October 2012 uh, after a period of assessment became a full criminal investigation involving inquiries into living people, notably other celebrities, as well as several. Um, The report of the investigations into the activities was published as Giving Victims a Voice in January 2013. Um, By October 2015, 19... People have been arrested. Seven of the arrests led to convictions. The Utree effect has been credited for an increase in the number of reported sex crimes while the operation sparked a debate on police procedures and the rights of those accused of sex crimes. Um, here we go. Uh, during Operation Utree, several high-profile British public figures were investigated. These include TV and radio presenter Stuart Hall, who was convicted of 15 counts of indecent assault. ITV Granada weatherman Fred Talbot, who was jailed after being found guilty of sexually assaulting two schoolboys. DJ and friend of Savile, Ray Terrett, or Terray, who was found guilty of seven rapes, 11 indecent assaults, and was sentenced to 25 years imprisonment. Coronation Street actors William Roche and Michael Lavelle, or Lavelle were both separately found not guilty. And DJ Neil Fox was acquitted of several charges. Although these allegations, investigations, and prosecutions were not directly connected, they were linked in the in public imagination. Um, in particular, Roche's defense argued that Operation Utree had created an atmosphere in which allegations of abuse against celebrities were more likely to be taken to prosecution, while other commentators speculated that the decision, in particular, to prosecute Roche and Lavelle may have been influenced by the high profile of Utree. Uh, these cases were credited for an increase in the reporting of sexual offenses during 2013. There are several other operations. We'll get to those in a little while. But right now we're talking about Operation Nutri, and one of those people that's connected with Savile are Jonathan King, who we've already discussed on a previous podcast, and Ray Tarrett, who we are going to talk about right now. Tarrett was born in Salisbury, Wilshire, and began work as a warehouse clerk, apprentice heating engineer, and waiter at the Ritz Ballroom in Manchester. Tarrett met Savile after winning the Savile Run Singing Contest at the Palace Theater in Manchester. The two men later shared a flat on Great Close Street in Broughton, uh, Salford, while, uh, or, sorry, with Tarrett becoming Savile's support DJ and chauffeur. During this period, Savile referred to Tarrant as his son, while Tarrant referred to Savile as dad. Tarrant joined Radio Caroline North in the mid-60s, who, where he became known as Ugly Ray Tarrant. His theme music was Jungle Fever by the Tornadoes, and he also used uh, the Ugly Bug Ball by Burl Ives. Or, I'm sorry, Burl Ives. Uh, after leading Radio Caroline North in 66, 
Two years before it closed down, Tarrant worked in a series of DJ media-related work, mainly on Piccadilly Radio in Manchester and Signal Radio on in uh, Stoke-on-Trent. In 1999, Tarrant was found guilty of unlawful sex with a 15-year-old girl. So that's this is where we're going to begin. Um, on November 8th, 2012, Tarrant was arrested at his home in Woodlands Road. Uh, by Greater Manchester Police, one of two arrests made in connection with an allegation of historic rape. The offenses are alleged to have taken place in Trafford in the 60s and 70s against three women who were then under the age of consent. The arrests were not part of Operation U-Tree. In October 2014, Tarrant appeared at Minshall Street Crown Court, accused of more than 30 offenses of sexual abuse, including 18 charges of rape, some dating back to the 60s. One of the charges related to an alleged offense committed by Tarrant and Saville together. Two other men, William Harper and Alan Ledger, were also charged and were tried alongside Tarrant. All three men denied all charges. In December, Tarrant was found guilty of seven charges of rape, 11 charges of indecent assault with one victim aged only 12. The other two defendants were not found guilty of all charges, and Tarrant was acquitted of assisting Saville to rape an alleged victim, but was found guilty of raping the same complainant herself, which doesn't make any sense. But whatever. Um, on December 11, 2014, Justice Baker uh, sentenced T- Tarrant to 25 years in prison. The judge said it was most likely that it was likely that most, if not all, of his remaining years would be spent in prison. A lawyer for 169 of Saville's victims stated that Tarrant's conviction represents the closest the victims of Jimmy Saville will get to a conviction against their attacker. In May of 2015, a television program detailing the investigations into the claim of historic sexual abuse against Tarrant was broadcast on BBC Two. The detectives depicted investigators discovering extensive graffiti dating back to the 60s and 70s behind the wallpaper in Tarrant's former apartment. Names, telephone numbers, and other data in the graffiti both confirmed the testimony of victims and contradicted Tarrant's testimony that he did not know the victims. How fucking dumb can you be? That's 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 holy shit size right there. Yeah. And and for Savile to get away with what he got away with and Tourette to be as close to Savile as anyone can get and Savile not getting charged the same as Tourette is bullshit. How much more writing on the <laughs> fucking wall could you get? I mean literally. Yeah. I mean that's that's just literally you know, the writing's on the wall. God damn. It's just like when someone gets caught red-handed and they've got, like, literal red dye on their hands or I, something, right? I didn't do it. <laughs> you know, it's just fucking damn. Oh, man. They, I mean, is, isn't it weird how these fuckers just know how to, like, gravitate towards each other? And then they work off each other. You know what I mean? Like a, like a network of pervs. Like a network of scum. Scam. Birds, birds of a feather, man. You pedo scum. It's a... Uh, Fuck man, it's it, it's like a club. It's like a club for for yeah for that. <coughs> I mean, how much how how stupid can you be to write all of that shit on a wall? I would assume because most people that do things that they're not supposed to do, they uh, they want people to they they in one way or another they want to be recognized for what they they've gotten away with. They just you know. So they do things, you know, like like so, like how some serial killers collect trophies subconsciously. Yeah. yeah, you know, things like that. You know, they, now I know they say that some people subconsciously want to get caught. Maybe that could be true for some, 
But I also think that a lot of people like want to brag about what they've done because they think that there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, since Jimmy Savile is dead, I mean, dude, we, we have a whole list of these people. It just continues on. Like, I have a list of all the people that we were going to talk about, and I don't, and, and, and Joe's the one that brought up the Jimmy Savile thing. And then we, and, and uh, that just snowballed into this. Oh, yeah. Like I said, he was like the fucking evil Patch Adams. And. Fucker goes to. Goes to these, you know, these uh, hospitals and tries to, you know, act all funny and nice to all these kids and shit. And then guess what he's doing when, when, uh, when uh, heads are turned, right? It's, uh, and th- you know, look, I mean, it's uncomfortable to even think about this shit happening, but that's why I want to keep doing this show. You know? <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Kathy Hymas, she waived her anonymity. She was twelve when she met Ray Terrett, and then the abuse happened, right? Right after that, uh, she was a vulnerable girl from an unhappy home. Music was her escape from a miserable reality. So when Tarrant opened Music Power, which is a record shop in Sale, Greater Manchester, um, Kathy Hymas would visit the store regularly. Tarrant gave her a part-time job sorting the records out, and then soon invited her up to his flat above the shop. You know, I thought he was a very kind man and a counselor. She's a she's fifty-four and a counselor and. Uh, West Yorkshire. He invited me up to his flat to listen to some more music. He said he had loads more music up there. He made me feel feel very clever. Uh, he listened to my opinions, which no one else ever did. Um, Kathy spent so much time at the shop and in Tarrant's flat that she practically lived there. Um, it wasn't long before the abuse began. It started with inappropriate touching and progressed to full sex. Um, Sometimes she told him no, but he just laughed. Uh, Tara knew she was only 12 or 13. Um, <laughs> it's kind of weird to read this. I was, she said, I was flat-chested. I was a kid, a bit of a tomboy, a bit of scruff. A bit of a scruff, okay. <coughs> Excuse me. I have bronchitis. Uh, part of me knew it was wrong. Part of me knew I would be in a hell of a lot of trouble if anyone found out um, my dad would have killed me. Kathy says, Kathy's late father also sexually abused her when she was 14. She told Tarrant, whose response was that it sounded kinky, deterring her from reporting the abuse at the time. So, yeah, he played into her insecurities because of, you know, her age and also what had already happened to her. Right. And he took advantage of it. He exploited it. I I like the way that they report things. During his trial, Tarrant had the brass neck to claim there was no flat above the shop, only a warehouse. Yet, the lady was able to describe in precise detail how it was decorated. Descriptions corroborated by other women he abused in the same location. Two of those women independently contacted police following the Jimmy Savile scandal. Tarrant had asked her to bring other girls to the shop, which she did, a source of immense guilt for her now. He offered me records if I brought them around. The the people I used to mix with were very vulnerable in their own right. People that I did take around were a bit like me. They had things going on at home, too. So basically, he was using her as a gopher. There is an <laughs> absolute <coughs> failure in the system when it comes to all of this. Is that it's easy to say why didn't she say anything sooner? Right? It's easy to say that, but as we've read multiple times, the system didn't make it easy for them to do that. And then a lot of people that did try to say something, they got brushed aside like it, they had nothing important to say. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. It's it's difficult. I because I, I I I'd like to say on this program if anyone's listening, you know, just if it's happened to you, 
say something so that something can be done about it. But for example, sometimes shit doesn't get done about it until way later, until the perpetrator, like Jimmy Savile, is gone, right? So the only thing that's left after he's gone is his quote unquote legacy. You know, that's that's a tough one. That it's absolutely a tough decision that that, that someone has to make. More props to someone that, that actually can fight through that next and, and still say something, even though everyone else is telling them to shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kathy remembers once uh, talking to Savile, though she's never met him. Uh, she talked to him on the phone. And I thought it was somebody joking at first. She got quite haughty. I t- Tarrant told her which other famous men were into schoolies, quote unquote. She says schoolies. he told me that Jimmy Savile liked little girls. He was very matter of fact about it. <laughs> Um, let's see. She says she first tried to report Tarrant around 20 years ago, telling a counselor and then various councils in Greater Manchester, first Rockdale and then Trafford. But she says no one listened when uh-huh. news of Savile's prolific offend- offending emerged after his death in 2011. She ran Crime Stoppers. Originally, she just wanted to back up other women by saying she knew Savile was a pedophile. Uh, but she ended up giving a statement about what Tarrant done, had done to her. Um, it was the first time in my life that somebody has ever known everything about me. People might think that they will be judged if they come forward, but I was shown nothing but respect. Giving evidence in court was an ordeal. She was due to testify via video link, but at the last minute decided to go into the witness box, a shield protecting her from the men in the dock. It was hell on earth, but I just knew that I wasn't lying, so there was nothing they could do to me because I've done nothing wrong. I've got nothing to hide. I have nothing to be ashamed of. If the abusers who sh- it's the abusers who should be ashamed, and that's true. I hope they're all quaking in their boots right now. Uh, Tarrant was found guilty of one count of raping Kathy, two counts of indecent assault. The guilty verdict means she can finally move on. It frees me. That's what she says. And good for her. Um, I wanted to play this, because this came up on Family Guy last night. Okay. Uh, is it a new, a new episode, I assume? Yeah. Let's see. Here it is. <coughs> Family Guy likes making fun of all these guys. Um, Okay, we now return to Marvel's The Offenders. (laughs) Here it is. I've never been to a millennial funeral. Yeah, it seems in poor taste that they hired Keyboard Cat. God damn. Okay, here we go. I'm just going to cover it to it. We now return to Marvel's The Offenders. Good morning, you see. I gathered y'all together, Kevin Spacey, Roman Polanski, <laughs> Woody Allen, Steven Seagal, Matt Lauer with the pudding pop, Brett Ratner, and you lesser-known offender, James Toback. Don't forget me, Harvey Shower. Are they listening to our show? I, I, is Matt Damon coming? No, but he knows about all of us. He's very aware of what's going on here, you see. All right, guys, I got to come up with some... Damn. God damn. Did they just call out Matt Damon? They just called out Matt Damon. Has there been any rumors about him? No. Okay, so I I, they, you know, I, mean, I just I know they're just fucking around or, or what, but... <laughs> um, we also got a comment on... So we have all of our stuff on uh, on our YouTube channel. Well, not all of it, but we have... See? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe Rogan's even talking about it now. Oh, good. Um, we had a... We, we've only had a couple of views on this, but 
somebody responded, thank you for doing this, and they're from the U.K. Um, I told them we're not done with Jimmy Savile and Operation Utree yet. Um, it'd be interesting to see more on this topic, even though Jimmy's dead. It's, it was still important to do. Honestly, the British establishment is is so corrupt and money just decides everything, which is absolutely true, but <coughs> huh. there is no conspiracy theory. Wow, see, like, we're way ahead of Joe Rogan on this. This is published on April 2nd. When do we publish ours? Jimmy Savile. I don't know. Well, we published, uh, uh, ours was published the 29th. So, anyways. Um, I'm glad somebody's listening. <laughs> somebody's listening. But it's, it seems to be our compelled is something that people are listening to. So, I'm fine with that. 109. Fuck you. All right, that's what I wanted. Um, I am looking up our, anyways. <laughs> yeah, so so it, we're not the only ones that are talking about the Jimmy Savile thing. Um, there's there's a hundred of them. If there's one, yeah. I mean, I'm looking through a list of. Um, yeah, there's R. Kelly. There's Jimmy Savile. There's Texas Solution Gun Control. I don't care about that. Um, one, two, three, six, seven. Just on one page, there's at least seven of these. Yeah. So. Anyways, they're all pieces of shit, and we're going to call them all out. And it's not just the British. We're going to call out everybody. Everybody. So Everyone. fuck you all. Everyone. So fuck you all. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Like, like you said, it's not just the Brits. Also the Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding, Dutch, maybe. Unless we hear about, uh, we find out something about you, something one of your citizens has been doing. So, uh, yeah, Mr. Uh, Tourette. Rotten hell. I hope he's really enjoying his prison sentence. Yeah, uh, I hope and he's getting a, I hope he's getting a broom house shoved up his ass. And I hope he uh, doesn't pass anytime soon. So, uh, are we good for this one, or you want to talk more about uh, U tree? Uh, there's one other thing I wanted to mention about Operation U tree. Okay. <sighs> Most allegations had not been previously reported. Okay, uh, though uh, the offenses were mostly opt- opportunistic. Although child grooming was involved in some cases, the first and final known offenses were in 1955 and 2009, respectively, which is bullshit because it's still going on. The period containing most frequent offending was between 66 and 76. Um, oh, this is, I guess this is just Savile. Um, his first offense was known in 55, and his last offense was in 2009. Uh, coinciding with his peak celebrity status, the most frequent offending was during 75 and 76. Most allegations had not been previously reported to authorities, with victims stating reasons of fear of disbelief or distrust of the judicial system. At least seven allegations of sexual assault made to police during Savile's lifetime were not linked. The CPS said prosecutions might have been possible in connection with allegations made to Surrey police between 2007 and 2009. Savile's status meant that he was considered to have been hiding in plain sight. Operation Utree's senior investigating officer, DSI David Gray, said Savile used Jimmel Fix It as a vehicle to gain access to victims. 600 people have provided information at the time of the publication of the Savile report, of which 450 related to Savile. A total of 214 crimes um, were formally recorded. Across 28 police forces, the NSPCC describes Savile as one of the most prolific sex offenders in its 129-year history. This is what BBC said. 
they have a sincere apology to the victims, quote unquote. Are you fucking kidding me? A sincere apology to the victims. Hmm. Our next uh, podcast, we're going to be ca- talking about Stuart Hall. Okay. James Stewart Hall, just to give you an idea. An English radio, uh, former radio and television presenter, he, he presented regional news programs from the BBC in northwest England in the 60s and 70s while becoming known nationally for presenting It's a Knockout and Jusson's Frontiers. Um, his later career mainly involved football reporting on BBC radio. In December 2012 and 2013, Hall was charged with multiple sexual offenses across a 29-year period. He initially denied any wrongdoing and finally pleaded guilty in 2013. We will continue this story next time. I wonder if you know this. Um, maybe you do. Um, if someone is charged with multiple counts of rape, raping someone, do they get charged for each incident yes. that they raped them? Or just one time all overall? No, it's each incident. Okay. Because like, what if someone like did it multiple times over years and years and years? It's each incident. Okay. Of course, how would you have exact proof of each date? I, I don't know. That's, that's Depends on how many well, the girl says that she saw him four times and she had sex with him three times. That's three instances. Yeah, I'm talking about like say if someone was abused for years like every day. Then it's a daily thing and it's an incident a day pretty much. Oh. All right. How many times did it happen a day? Three times. That's three times per day over a year period. Mm. So thousand for one year, you could get over a thousand counts. Then yes, technically. Okay. All right. Good. Good. I was hoping uh, that that would be an answer because you know what I mean. I, I like. What if they just decided to glob it all together into one thing? And sometimes they do. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. All right. You good? Yep. All right. So uh, everyone out there, you know, keep on uh, telling the truth and. Stay safe out there. All righty. All right. Adios.